Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Quality Care Talks. Sponsored by the Health Facilities Association of Maryland, HFAM, Quality Care Talks explores leadership, innovation, and the critical issues facing long-term and post-acute care providers serving Marylanders in need. Whether you are a provider, vendor, or consumer, Quality Care Talks will help you navigate the complex and ever-changing healthcare industry. Hey, Mike Mutka from Straightaway Healthcare Careers. Welcome to the HFAM Quality Care Talks podcast. How are you, my friend? I am living the dream, Joe. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for making the time. And for those of you listening today, this is Joe D'Amatos, the president and the CEO of the Health Facilities Association of Maryland, Maryland's oldest and largest nationally affiliated post-acute healthcare association representing skilled nursing and rehab centers in Maryland, as well as assisted living centers. And I know, Mike, that you know this, but our combined membership provide over 9 million days of care a year to Marylanders in need. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, and at the heart of all of that, which I want to get into today, but I want to ask a couple of questions first. At the heart of all of that are, generally speaking, certified nursing assistants caring for people one-on-one. But listen, for the people that are listening out there, tell us a little bit about straightaway healthcare careers. Let's get that sort of grounded out there as we begin. You bet. Thanks, Joe. Um, So straightaway is a new company that was formed with me as founder and CEO. I had come from helping start Silverchair Learning Systems in 2005 all the way to where it is Relias now. And we basically spun straightaway off as a separate company from Elias with a very, very specific focus. And that focus is on looking at the high demand kind of frontline support jobs that are causing the most challenges for healthcare providers today in terms of shortages, turnover, the jobs you just can't hire and keep enough people for. Finding those and figuring out ways to help providers increase size of that workforce. And so right now, initially out of the gate, the obvious place to start is with CNAs, uh, because with turnover the way it is and shortages the way it is today, it's a problem now. And over the next 10 years, CNA, home health aid, personal care aid, resident care aid will be the fastest growing position in healthcare. But the problem's only going to get worse. So our mission is you reduce CNA shortages by helping you enlarge the workforce, you the provider, so that you're not fishing from the same pond trying to find enough CNAs to fill your opening. We need to turn that pond into a lake with a lot more fish in it and make them more available to folks. So that's our mission. That's outstanding. And it's really important. You know, projections are that just in a few years, will be short in post-acute care for direct care workers in the workplace setting by over 150,000 workers. And what's intriguing to me, and that's just in the near term, what's intriguing to me about straightaway healthcare and why we're excited about our exclusive partnership in Maryland with straightaway healthcare, health careers, excuse me, is this energy that you're bringing to new content and new platforms and really telling a realistic story of what it means to be 
a worker in our setting, an important team member in our setting. Powerful stuff. I mean, did you all come to that idea because of your background at Silverchair and Relias? Absolutely. Um, I've been in the space since 1995. DNA turnover and retention has been an issue since then. We have several CNAs on our staff, CNAs and RNs on our staff. So we're really familiar how important the job is, what a challenging job it is. And the reality is CNA turnover, people don't leave the job because Mosby's doesn't do a good enough job teaching them the functional clinical, technical aspects of the job. They don't quit because they couldn't figure out how to do resident transfers or help with the ADLs or whatever. They quit because the job entails some really emotionally challenging, just potentially soul-crushing kinds of challenges that you have to face. And that is, you know, coming into the job, taking care of somebody for months, becoming very close and attached to them, and then watching them pass away right in front of you while you're supposed to do nothing because they have a DNR. And, and so for a person building that bond and then seeing that happen, preparing them for that mentally and emotionally is really what's more likely to cause them to be ready and not leave later on than, than whether or not they've you know, gotten all of the technical skills right. The technical skills are not the barriers. It's sundowning. It's death and dying. It's the, you know, bod- dealing with bodily fluids and personal, the movement and all of that. And so we knew we have to emotionally prepare these people in an impactful, emotional way. And the reality is, in another 10 years, 75% of the workforce will be millennials. Millennials don't learn like you and I do, Joe. <laughs> they want to watch video clips. They want to see graphics. They want to see stories. And so we realized you have to do something different to attract and retain these people and get these concepts to them differently. It can't be the same old learning. It's got to be done in a way that they need to experience death and dying and cry during training so that when it happens on week three on the job, and they're dealing with it, and their supervisor says, I understand that's hard, but you have seven more residents you need to get ready now. We have to keep going. That they're, they've at least emotionally been there a little bit. Right. I hear you, Mike. You know, one of the things I also just am very impressed by in your training is redefining for these frontline caregiver, essential members of the team, this notion of how to redefine victory and how to cherish the little victories in caregiving. And I see that in your training as well. Yeah. Well, well, it was the interesting thing, you know, Joe, everywhere you go, an average turnover is 65% in a building. It ranges from 40 to 100% across the country. And we, we've been in dozens of skilled nursing facilities, talking to dozens, hundreds of CNAs and staff and everything. And in a high turnover location you'll still have a group of CNAs that have been there five years, 10 years, maybe a small group, but they've been there. And when you go to them and you ask them, why have you stayed when so many people leave? What's, what is it? Why did, did you think about leaving early on? And they will say, oh, honey, I went home crying every night the first week on the job and I almost quit four times the first month. And I'm so glad I didn't, that I stuck with it. Over time, I realized this was my calling 
this is what I was supposed to do, is to be here with these folks, help them through the final months of their lives, show them love and dignity, and be their family if they don't have family around. The problem is too many folks quit early on. They have these, oh, heck no moments where they're like, oh, heck no, I'm out of here. And if we can just get them through the first 90, 180 days so that they start to experience these special tender moments, you have a better chance of more of them becoming by, like that lady who says, I almost quit four times in the first 30 days. I'm so glad I didn't because this is what I was meant to do. But we just got to get them in there long enough to experience it. Right. And, and, and also getting them in there long enough to recognize that, you know, it is a changing work environment. And there are, in addition to the post-acute long-term care patients, there are the post-acute transitional care, you know, higher immediate need folks, some of which go home and never come back and some of which go home and maybe the next time they have something unrelated, they come back. So there's that whole helping people to get stronger, get home, post-acute component as well. Yeah, it really has. It's amazing, isn't it, Joe, how much has changed just over the last five or 10 years with hip and knee and rehabilitation, you know, in 20 or 30 day stay people. But, you know, again, as you know, that's where where the relationship they build with that resident or patient becomes so important because those people may come back later on or or they're going to go out and tell other people about their experience and that level of being able to own the relationship with those patients and residents so important to the ongoing success of the building yeah. yeah i think no doubt i think over time you know we probably will see shorter stays and fewer hips and knees people that are facing those orthopedic challenges and maybe more with chronic health conditions, uh-huh. whether they're respiratory conditions or heart conditions. And I think with those patients, you know, we have a real value and I think they will come back. And I think we're the right setting to do that. And I think they'll tell the story of their quality care. And at the heart of that care will be the frontline care provider that you're helping to train and retain. That's yeah, that's that's right. Because I mean, you know, they are the folks that are, they are the face of the community to the residents and the family a lot of the time. And if you can have stability in that group and people that are really well prepared, and I, I go back to two things that we try to really stress indirectly in our course, and that is the empathy, and then I would say the grit. For the job, those are the two things that are the the factors people that that are able to stay and be thrive in the job longer. Hey, Mike, you've been at this a long time. What what gets you motivated in the morning? What what keeps you going? Coffee. Uh, <laughs> Same here. What really motivates me, you know, I, I would say a couple of things. One is I think in this job, in terms of how many lives we're able to impact. I'm a big believer. I'm in the tail end of the baby boomers in 1954 born. And so I really believe in the greatest generation, the baby boomers. These are the people that gave us the world we enjoy today and take for granted. And these people really deserve nothing but the best from us in terms of their final, you know, years and, and having comfort and dignity and warmth and love and respect shown to them. So 
doing something like this where every time, you know, we, we add a client, I know that in my head, I think this many buildings, that means this many more residents that I'm helping do that for. And that's really, really important to me. And then the other thing that's really big to me is having been in the industry since 95, turnover having been a problem that whole time, nobody has solved this issue. Nobody has figured it out. And it's almost accepted that turnover, retention, shortages just are the way it's going to be. I hate when I hear somebody say, well, it's, that's just the way it is. And I think to myself, why can't we solve this? Why can't we try some radically different approaches? What do we have to lose? And let's try some things different. And I, to me, my dream is in five or 10 years that you and I are at the AACA meeting and we're able to have a toast and say, gosh, remember when turnover was you know, 70%, you know, or whatever it is in, in Maryland. And we believe how much we've been able to put a dent in it. So those are the things that really, really motivate. Yeah. No, I, I look forward to that toast with you because I, I think that this will be part of the solution. And I think it's a must and not not a should. Listen, I've known you, Mike, a long time now. And I want to sort of ask you two questions combined. And that is, let, let me sort of pack them together. What have been the roles of governing values in your personal and in your professional life? And what do you consider your personal mission uh, in what you're doing now? Well, I would say I'll first I'll hit with the, the, the personal mission is that if we accomplish our goals here with Straightaway and CNA Edge, you know, our goal is eliminate CNA shortage and increase the number of well-prepared CNAs that are out there in the marketing and that stick around. So eliminate shortages is very, very that that is that's my mission. And and when I say the mission, I feel like it helps three levels, right? So we help skilled nursing facilities solve a problem and have consistency and better prepared folks caring for for their residents. We help a lot of people, people who are looking for a career and they get started in medical and who knows where that goes. Maybe they become a PT, an OT, a nurse, a DON you know, a VP of nursing. So we, we get to help not only the SNFs, but also a lot of people find a career and we get to help the residents to, you know, have more, hopefully more consistency and continuity and better prepared people caring for them. So my personal mission is solve this, eliminate these shortages. And by doing that, have an impact on these three groups of people, SNFs, the people, students, future CNAs, and then the residents. And that, you know, the governing kind of values that, that we have, we've really established as an organization at Straightaway. One is find a way to win. It's a given that hard stuff, setbacks, mistakes, problems, bad things are going to happen. The question is, how do you find the win in that? There's always a win. It may not be the win you originally wanted, but there's always a win. So how do you find, find a way to win? The second thing in terms of our values are, you know, make sure we're thinking things through, making decisions on real facts and being thoughtful. And then the last thing is in long-term care, one of the things I love about this industry is the relationships you build and the collaboration that allows you to have. And so we collaborate with clients and prospects, people I've known for decades in space. And we have an advisory board of about 12 organizations that we meet with in person twice a year and talk to quarterly. And we collaborate closely to them 
I hear you. So tell me, you know, following up on the, the personal values and your personal mission, tell me about an important mentor in your life that helped to get you where you are today at Relias and at Straightaway Health Careers. Well, I'll tell you, there's a couple, there's two people. One is uh, Bill Glass, uh-huh. who was the founder of Silverchair Learning. And he hired me in 2005 to be the fifth employee on his team. And the thing that was so amazing about Bill is he's a man of incredible faith. And he defined, like, if you look up servant leadership in online, his picture should show up because he is all about service to others, whether you're doing something big or small. He is all about service to others. And he really taught me, and he never taught me it. I just observed it from example. And he made me want to be a better servant leader and think about people. And he's also so humble. He founded Silverchair, but he would be the first person in the bathroom with a plunger if the toilet was flooding or buying more postage or putting together some office furniture. And he'd never say a word about it. He would just do it. So incredible humility. And then the second person is the current CEO of Relias, Jim Triandaflow, because when he came on and took over Relias, Relias was growing to a size where it was too big for me. Really, I didn't have the experience to continue to lead it. We needed a CEO that had more experience, and that was Jim. And when he came in, a lot of CEOs would have just tossed me to the side, you know, either said, here, here's, here's your package. You can go ahead and leave. Or here, why don't you go work on special projects over here? Jim looked and didn't focus on what I, what skills I didn't have. He focused on what I could do and how it would complement him and really made me a partner with him as a team. And there were things he did incredibly well that I hated. He's incredibly detail oriented and driven and super analytical. I'm more people person, conceptual, strategic. So I helped him in the areas that aren't as strong for, for him. And he really leveraged me rather than just going, oh, you, don't, you can't do this and this and this. We don't need you. You're not valuable. So he really taught me about looking at every single person and what unique skills they bring to the table and focusing on those and using those rather than trying to make them do something that they're not good at. Wow, that's powerful. And agreed on Bill Glass. I view him the same way. I am fortunate to share him with you as a friend and a mentor. And I think if you do look up both integrity and servant leadership, that Bill Glass's picture shows up in the search. So uh, we're both blessed to have him in your in our lives. So let me let me ask you, Mike. You know, with all that we know from working in post-acute and long-term care for all of these years and understanding the changing and the challenging environment that is healthcare in 2018 and going forward, are you bullish or bearish about our sector going forward? I am extremely bullish and I will always be extremely bullish on long-term care and skilled nursing, no matter what the industry is saying. And, and here's why. Aside from the obvious stuff, right? Aging population, you know, people living longer, greater acuity, all of those things. Because a lot of people would say, yeah, but those people will all be cared for at home or, you know, not necessarily in long-term care. Here's the thing. To me, long-term care has consistently provided the best outcomes at the lowest cost 
of any healthcare setting out there, bar none, bar none. And long-term care has also received and absorbed body blows going all the way back to, you know, to 1998 and prospective payment and then multiple different changes all through the years. Long-term care, they just keep absorbing those blows. And long-term care is filled with the most resourceful people of anywhere. They're so scrappy and ingenious. They're like the MacGyvers of healthcare. You know, it's like you kind of go in and go, we're cutting your this or that, or we're changing this. And here's a paper clip, a bobby pin, some duct tape, you know, and a pencil, and they figure out how to do it. And they're just yeah. incredibly um, resourceful people. And I just have so much faith in the ability. I don't see any other part of healthcare that can be as resourceful, nimble, adaptive as long-term care. And also more and more people in long-term care, they're doing it because it is a calling for them. And those are the things that are, I think are unique to long-term care over all other healthcare. Not to say there are great people all over healthcare, that, but long-term care is unique in that resourceful, scrappy, find a way to win mentality. And that's why I will always bet on long-term care. The companies may come and go, the players, the way it looks may come and go, but I will always bet on long-term care. Mike, you nailed it. I mean, let me just tell you, that is exactly the way that I view the sector. You know, I'm in centers about once every two weeks, and I have the opportunity to view these centers and to, to speak with the people that work there and to maybe share a smile or a tear or a handshake with the people receiving that care. And this is a resourceful, dedicated, passionate, calling-driven sector. And uh, for all the reasons, I, I, there's just, I couldn't say it any more clearly than you did. For all of the reasons that you indicate, you know, I still wake up every morning thinking how lucky I am to get to work and to be part of the helping in all of this. So, so it's you- so inspiring to go out to the buildings yeah. and see what people are doing every day and that they consistently produce more good with fewer resources than anybody else not even close. Yeah, I I think that's absolutely, absolutely true. So tell me, I'm obviously an incredible fan of straightaway health careers, you and Bill and all that you are doing. We're excited about the partnership, the exclusive partnership that we have with you here in Maryland. And let me, you know, let me just give you an example. You know, I have, I, I may have a member who has got you know, let's just make up a fictional case. They might have five or six centers and they may actually have in three or four of those centers, a best in show turnover, you know, one of the best in the country, you know, let's say 20, 23, 24%. But in one or two of those centers, they may be at 60 or 70%. And, you know, they're struggling with that because you're sitting there and you're going, wait a second, we're a quality provider. We're in it for the long haul. We're mission driven. We have our calling. We're passionate. We're scrappy. We're the MacGyvers of our sector. But we have these one or two outliers that we just can't get our arms around in terms of employee and CNA turnover. Make the business case today for our listeners for straightaway health careers relative to the value you bring to solving that problem. Make the business case. You bet. You bet. Thanks for that. And so... So what we're basically doing is enabling you 
on a cost-effective, scalable way to create a better prepared CNA workforce than you can get by offering a slightly bigger worm on the hook than everybody else is, signing bonuses, you know, 50 cents more an hour, et cetera. We're giving you the ability to farm your own CNAs. And by doing that, if that organization you were talking about has five buildings, they have 550 employees, they probably have 150 or 200 CNAs on staff, right? So we all know the cost of turnover, but turnover really comes back and is costly in terms of shortages. And the shortages, if you have 200 CNAs, it's not uncommon to have 10% shortages, 20 positions to fill, okay? Every position typically takes three or four weeks to fill. And that's three or four weeks where that position is covered either via overtime by other staff members or agency. Let's go with overtime, which is the lower cost of the two. The shift differential, $6 an hour to have somebody covering on overtime rather than regular. 40 hours a week, 240 a week, four weeks, $1,000 a month. That's the out-of-pocket cash cost of having a position vacant for a month, $1,000 a month. So that organization that has 200 CNAs and 10% shortages, they've got 20. They're paying overtime of 20000 a month to staff those shortages. Now, that doesn't count hiring, recruiting, assessing, interviewing, onboarding, all of those costs. I'm not even counting those because lots of those are kind of soft costs that are still going to be on. They're people that are still going to be there. To say nothing of the stress, the morale, the other things that, that affect the rest of the staff when they see positions constantly open and they know they're covering for so that is the big business case. And we, have, we basically, we've understood and identified kind of three main areas that tend to drive why people don't stick around. And our solution really focuses on those. And that is making sure that people are prepared and really understand what the job is really about when they get into it. Then training them with emotionally powerful stories that really emotionally prepare them for the job. Then supporting them in the first 90 days making sure they feel supported in the first 90 days with a series of tools. And if we do that, our goal is reduce the number of people that are leaving within 90 day, the first 90 days, get more to stay longer so you have fewer shortages. So if we can cut those shortages from 20 to 10, that's $10,000 a month you saved in cash, not counting the other things. So it's a pretty compelling you know, business case to look at it. Yeah, it's powerful stuff. So, Mike, I cannot thank you enough for being the guest today on our HFAM Quality Care Talks podcast. How can people reach out to Straightaway Healthcare Careers? How can they find you and, and plug you in? The best way is on our, our website, straightawayhealth.com. And there's tons of information out there and you can click and we can get somebody that can do a very quick web demo for you, give you an idea of what the product is like, what it's all about. Or they can also reach out to um, our good friend, Mr. Glass, Bill at straightawayhealth.com as well. And he will also hook them up with the, uh, with the right people that can give them more information. We're very interested. We're at a stage right now, Joe, where we're interested in finding people who see this as a big problem they want to solve. So we're not out to sell anybody on this. We're looking for people who are going, yeah, we're in. 
we want to try to do some, we, we want to try something different. And if you are, we really want to talk to you. And if you aren't, that's okay. We're not going to badger you. Well, you know, we're in. Well, those of us at HFAM are in and we're ex- super excited about it. And we'll be setting up some, some demonstration calls for Bill and the team to show the value of the platform to our members. Listen, one of the things I'm thankful for this week as we speak is the fact that you've remained in our sector. You've had some tremendous success. You've made a difference. You're here to stay. And the reality is, is that you didn't sort of need to stick around. And and it was to the credit of the folks that you brought on board at Relias and as it scaled up that you remained involved and that you started this new platform in straightaway health careers. So I'm counting amongst the things that I'm excited about as an association executive is that you, Mike, and Bill, and our partners at Straightaway Health Careers remain our partners and are going to be part of that revolution that makes a difference to which we can toast a few years from now at our American Healthcare Association gathering because we can say we made a difference in the lives of people receiving the care and in the lives of the people providing the care. And that's what it's about. And so I want to end with where I began with just genuine thanks for all that you do. Thank you, too. You've been doing the same thing, fighting the good fight. I couldn't imagine not being a part of this space. Well, thank you very much. For those of you listening on the podcast, you have been listening to Mike Mutka from Straight Away Health Careers and Joe D'Amatos, the president, the CEO of the Health Facilities Association of Maryland. That's me on our HFAM Quality Care Talks podcast. Make sure to like it, share it, and to look up Straightaway Healthcare Careers or straightaway.com, straightawayhealth.com on the web. Thank you so much, Mike. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Thank you for joining us on Quality Care Talks. We would love your feedback on today's episode. Please be sure to rate us on iTunes. Quality Care Talks is produced by the Health Facilities Association of Maryland, the state's oldest and largest nationally affiliated association of skilled nursing and rehabilitation centers. For more information, visit www.hfam.org.